Hello and welcome to KeeperCast, the Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. I'm Sammy. I'm Sam. And I'm Lee. And this is episode 7, brought to you by Sandor's squeaky voice. <laughs> Sandor! I love Sandor. He's such a cool dude. I, I love I love our goblin dad. Yes. Goblin dad. <laughs> goblin dad. Goblin dad. Wow, Sophie, how come Shannon lets you have so many dads? <laughs> Um, so this week we started reading Exile. Yeah, I haven't read this one in a long time. Yeah, me neither. We read, uh, chapters 1 through 10, and I don't know, do you have any first impressions? Sylvany! Sylvany! <laughs> Sylvany. I love, I love Sylvany. Sylvany's the entire reason why I even have the book in the first place, because my dad saw Sylvanie on the cover of book two and then just got me book one and was like, she likes horses. Let's see how book one goes. Yeah, I've heard that from so many people, actually, that they got Keeper because the book two cover was so pretty, (laughs) which it is. It's, like, objectively the best cover in the series. It is. It's gorgeous. It is. Uh, It's the shiniest, for sure. I really like it. It's probably... I, I I think I might put it on, like, maybe, I don't know. I haven't really thought of cover rankings before. I know that I also really like the covers for Legacy and Flashback. Um, I, Flashback, my girl, badass baby. Yes. My little baby's all grown up and saving the world for, like, the sixth time. And Nightfall is already a good cover because it has Lynn on the cover. I don't know. I really like the Lodestar cover as well. I really like how angry oh Sophie looks. Oh my god, so do I. I remember I, I... Yeah, I remember I couldn't get over it, because, like, on one hand, like, like badass Sophie, and I was just so proud of her. Uh, Fitz looked weird. I think we all know that Fitz... Isn't he, like, missing a finger? Like, they gave him four fingers on that cover? I remember so many theories being sparked because of that. That was funny thing, but, like... Um, I was, like, just first getting into the Keeper fandom before Lodestar came out. So it was, like, the cover was my lock screen for months because I was obsessed. But um, I remember people going, oh, you can't see one of his fingers. So, like, something happened and he lost a finger. Yeah, but, like, there's just no space where the finger would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's, um, and also it's, it's where t- it, Tam's on that cover. And I, I remember, like, like pre-gay me was just like well then <laughs> i like i i remember i like I, I just i really liked tam on that cover yeah because lodestar was the first time when i was like uh when i was in the fandom when the cover was released so i just remember being so hyped about that and also tam i was very excited about tam being there i still am not 100 percent sure which character that cloaked figure is like it could there there because there are multiple in that scene oh yeah i think it was supposed to be roy i'm not sure though um let's see exile stuff uh i remember for a while sylvanie was actually my favorite character because she's just hilarious <laughs> she's still one of my favorites i love her i mean you literally can't go wrong with a sparkly winged horse yeah yes Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Uh, okay, so I think if it's 
okay with you guys. I think we're going to try to go through this uh, section chronologically. So we're going to like... I'll let you guys do most of the leading because we all know I'm terrible at, at uh, staying chronological. I'm going to try and let you guys just lead the order in which we do things. <laughs> all right. So yeah, I think we're going to like summarize each little chunk in it and then talk about it if that works. So our first scene uh actually wait no well our first scene after the pre the preface here is um our opening scene they're is when they're looking for, for, uh, for a sasquatch for, yeah for sasquatch. With yeah they're tracking down Dex. a sasquatch yep speaking of the sasquatch do they, they never actually find it do they nope that sasquatch no, is I don't still think so. out there but to be fair i think the sparkly winged nearly extinct horse would be more of a priority than the sasquatch like I, I'd, I'd be pretty shocked. Yeah, mm -hmm. true. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is where we are introduced to Sylvani. I love Sylvani. I've said that before. I don't really have anything else to say <laughs> about her. I just love her a lot. Yeah, she's adorable. Yeah. And uh, and 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 Dex was Dex was there. <laughs> yeah, Dex was. Every time Dex is there, that deserves a mention. <laughs> we just we Ooh. celebrate. Dex was there. We celebrate every time Dex is there. We just, yeah! Uh, the good old days when he was in things. Well, the thing is, Dex was actually, like, in a lot of the earlier books. He was. Yeah. And then he just kind of stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if Shannon ever watches this podcast, I hope she knows how much we're like, please. <laughs> Bring back Bring Dex. Bring back. We'll start a petition. <laughs> I know that I know that she's I know that she's heard us, but not like our podcast, but like she's heard the voices of the fans, like like when she put out that Dex art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That Dex art really feeding us. God, it was it was it was so good. And yes. Iggy really said gay rights. <laughs> Iggy said gay rights. Gay rights. Yeah, so this first scene, um, is where, like we said before, Sophie finds Sylvani for the first time, figures out she can transmit to animals, um, which is exciting. Well, she knew that she could transmit to animals in the last book because, like, right with Iggy, she was she was doing it with with Iggy and also with Gildy. But this is where she's like with Verity, yeah, and yeah, and this is where she was like, wait, this one can talk back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's really cool. I I, I like that. Uh, that, that Sylvani gets to do that, but that she also just screams everything. I relate. She's such a fun character. Like She's, she's so fun. very... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She's just a goofball horse. Yeah, that's a good descriptor. I was going to say kind of <laughs> very, very dynamic and almost a little bit juvenile, but like in a really fun way. Exactly. It's like exactly how you picture animals talking to you. <laughs> yep. Especially a giant sparkly horse yes. who has glittery poop. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. She fits Sophie really well. They're both just chaotic. Yes. Exactly. They're they're chaotic good. <laughs> mm -hmm. and something else I liked about the scene is although we meet Sandor in book one at the very end, this is the first time we get to see like his personality. Yeah, who he, like who he is, really. 
And I I like that he's kind of more of a character <laughs> instead of just random bodyguard that will fight with you. I like that they that he has like personality and that he's not annoying and I like him. Right. Also that he's like exactly the opposite of how you'd expect a bodyguard to be. Like with the squeaky voice and like how gentle he is, but at the same time Exactly the he... squeaky voice. I remember for the longest time I physically just couldn't imagine him with the squeaky voice. But like eventually I eventually I just trained my brain. Yeah, I still can't. I want official art of Sandor because yeah. my brain image for him like, my brain what does image he for him like? is definitely Yeah, my my brain's image for him is definitely incorrect in so many ways i'm not going to describe it because i can't figure out how but yeah i i actually have no like mental image of what a goblin looks like i can't really put I mean, it together i know in my he's head. like seven feet tall and yeah that that much is only accurate. wears pants he's, he's gray and he's but... gray yeah but that's not a lot to go off of <laughs> <laughs> like there was a bit of a description but like i don't know my brain just didn't latch I, I I I really like when there's like character character art for like like a, a lot of characters because sometimes my brain conjures up really weird images for character appearances and I like can I please get some canon art like for the longest time I imagine Gisela looked like freaking Elsa okay she looked like Elsa and my brain just picked Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's not too far off. They're both blonde. I know, but still, it was just weird to imagine that terrible, terrible person looking like Elsa. And I was so thankful when we got like canon art, and I was like, "Thank you." Now give me Sandor art. You know what would be really fun would be um a portrait like an official portrait of all of Sophie's bodyguards. That way we could see yeah. all the species. All the species. I wanna I want that. I want that. I want it. So this uh this section also included another Sophie, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. No, I'm fine. What if I do it anyway with just like leaping Sylvanie? Oh, the light leaping. Just, yeah. No, I'm fine. <laughs> you can't light leap an entire winged horse. But what if I did, though? What if I do it anyway? <laughs> exactly. How about I do it anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Sophie truly is chaotic good. She really is. She like is. Like the dictionary definition of it. Um, so our next scene in this section is of... Um, well, they hang out at Havenfield for a little bit. And then we find out overnight that... Um, Stina Hex and her family try to steal Sylvany to take to their own like oh, unicorn boy. pasture rehabilitation center place. <laughs> God, the heck, the hexes! I, I love and also I mean I love Stina. I love Stina. That there we go. Uh, but <laughs> dear God, yeah, they're like they're cool as characters and they're good and important, but you don't really like them. I like Stina too. I mean, like. Obviously, like, she's not, she doesn't do great things, but I, but I also appreciate how, like, in the later books, she also, like, there was a scene in Never Seen, if I remember correctly, where, you know, she was like, oh, you know, Sophie, you're our only hope, something uh -huh. like that. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, which, 
Yeah, which I I liked about that because I feel like a lot of the time, like those like bully characters don't get a lot of development. So I'm glad that Stina does. I loved I loved her in Legacy. I loved her in Legacy a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, she was so good. And it's so cool seeing how far she's come as a character. Although Timkin Hex, I just dislike. Yeah, I don't like Timkin. Yeah, and I can't take him seriously. I just can't. He's got no redeeming qualities, sorry. <laughs> Freaking poodle man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. We have fork man and poodle man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that scene, though, didn't, like, like, I, I feel like in that scene, or, or maybe I'm mixing it up because I have zero ability to remember things, didn't, like, someone land in sparkling alicorn poop, or is that later? Oh, I think that was later, because that was when, um, Sophie was trying to, like, prove to the hexes that uh, she could train Sylvie, yeah, it was, wasn't and then it? did not succeed at yeah. that. <laughs> yeah and then she landed in the sparkly alicorn poop i'm just kind of stuck on how is it even like possible for the poop to be sparkly that doesn't make any sense i don't know i feel like there's not actually a lot to talk about about the beginning of exile it feels just because there's a lot of like exposition yeah and the drama comes the drama comes later although there is some drama at the end of the section with yeah with brandt Oh boy, Brant. Uh, that guy. <laughs> Back before we knew he was evil. I remember that revelation, though. I was just like, yo. <laughs> I remember nonstop ranting about it to my friend, even though she didn't really read the series at all and had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> um. So next, after the failed alicorn theft is um should that be the title of this episode failed alicorn theft <laughs> failed alicorn theft <laughs> yeah that works <laughs> um but this is when um Sophie Grady and Adeline all go to visit Jolie's wanderling which is like oh, a I tree that. that they plant that has Jolie's DNA as like a sort of gravestone elven gravestone yeah which I thought was really cool when I first read this book, and I still think the idea of a wanderling is so cool. Mm-hmm. Right. It still is yeah, super me too. cool. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I want to have a wanderling, but not, like, be dead. <laughs> so you want to be Sophie? Yeah, pretty pretty much. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> or, or, or I could be Dex. Oh, even better. <laughs> I already look very much, I already look very much like him. <laughs> it would work. Even better. You know? <laughs> Dex is like the cool one who doesn't get hurt as frequently as Sophie. And yeah, I this scene was really sad. This whole book is really sad actually, and I think that's why I like it so much. Yeah, this book this book has a lot of emotion from what I remember. Um and I have a feeling like I'm going to en- enjoy it a lot more than when I first read it cuz I remember I didn't like it as much. Yeah, I think it was ranked really low on, like, like I, I think for, uh, until Flashback, it was actually my least favorite of the series. Not that I disliked it, it just wasn't my favorite. Uh, but, you know, but uh, I, I, I'm already uh, liking it, so I'm ready to go through the feels again. 
Oh, something that really got me in um the wanderling section was when Sophie had that memory, got that memory from Fitz. Wait, this might have been before. I don't even I don't even remember the order of things that happened, but at one point Sophie got a memory of like Fitz standing at her her and Dex's funeral. I think that that was in the last that might have been was that in the last book? I think it was when she was trying to I think when she was trying to transmit to Fitz or something. I don't know. Okay, well, yeah, I don't know where that actually happened, but it happened at some point. It happened. And I like that it happened, so. And pic- picturing, yeah, and picturing that it makes me feel really sad. There was actually a lot of Sofits in this section, which is like, which was kind of surprising because oh, yeah, like I remember was. this as being more of a Sokeef book. Oh yeah, it was very it was very soaky filled. Oh yeah, that was that was that was nice. <laughs> yeah, it was with the alicorn ride and everything at the end. Yeah, I remember I remember uh like in the like knowing what happened what's going to happen when we uh first start seeing anger boy fits. Yikes. <laughs> like we're going to see that later. Something also from Jolie's Wanderling is that uh we meet Vertina, who is a character who disappeared after Everblaze, and I think she should have been used more because she's a great character. <gasps> Vertina! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love her. Oh my god, this... My friend that's... Yeah, she's like AI in the in the mirror, but like really good AI. Um, and... Uh... <laughs> Uh, I actually uh, have this this inside joke with my friend uh, when she uh, read when she was reading the the preface for Everblaze, she was like reading that and like she read something about mirror. I'm like so, and she's like, oh, so we're gonna find out the kid the kidnapper. Uh, and she reads like the thing that says mirror, and I go, so who do you think she who do you think it is? Uh, that kidnapped that that had kidnapped Sophie, and like just from reading the word mirror, for some reason, my friend just instantly goes, "Vertina did it," and <laughs> I will never let her live it down. She's awesome. Like, what is she? She's like an AI, right? That's so cool. I did have a theory though, a little, I mean, a while ago though, that Vertina like was an actual elf who had somehow just gotten trapped in the mirror. Oh, yeah, that was, like, yeah, that was a headcanon that Seldrine made. Yeah, yeah, and, I mean, I don't, since she hasn't been in the recent books, I don't know if, like, that's really still a thing. Yeah, I think it wasn't, it wasn't really, it wasn't really a theory thing, it was more just, like, a headcanon type thing, like, oh, what if? I wonder if Vertina and Dex would be friends, because technopath. yeah. I want to meet other spectral mirrors. Oh, do you think they can talk? Do you think, like, two spectral mirrors could talk to each other? Like, when you set up two series? Oh my god, I'd hope so. (laughs) It'd be, like, double the sass. (laughs) That's hilarious. I love that. That'd be cool, though. And regardless, I still want to know know more about Elven AI, because, like, that's really cool. So what happens in the Wanderling Woods is that they visit Jolie's wanderling very sad and then Sophie finds her own wanderling which (laughs) I can just imagine it's a very unnerving experience for her oh god yeah like Jesus I'm staring at 
my own grave. Yeah, she and she sees. Doesn't she see Dex's too? Like, aren't they next to each other? Yeah, they're yeah, next to each yeah, other. They are. They're on like a little hill. Like, wow, I'm looking at the literal grave of myself and my best friend. That would scare me so bad. I would be like, yeah, okay, I am never doing anything ever again. I would, I would cry a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quarantining myself. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and then oh she also finds um a black swan charm at her grave oh yeah and she's like god damn it this again <laughs> and so now we're like oh, okay black swan stuff is introduced like right away now yeah when do we find out the name of uh of, of the never see of, of the never seen like when is that revealed isn't that like is it in this book? Is that revealed this book? I don't know. I think it's, it's in actually in it Everblaze. I don't remember a specific instance, but I know this is the book where they see the um the patches on their cloaks, the weird eye patches. Oh yeah, the eye symbol. Cause yeah, don't don't they see the, don't they see it in like the like the cave? Yeah. Did anything else happen in like the the Wanderling Woods? Was because like. I kind of I, I kind of skimmed this section for the most part. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, with the black swan charm came um. There was like a, a little note that said, "Let the past be your guide," and a compass. Um, which I don't know why I fixated on that, but I thought that was cool, and I know that it comes into play at the end of the book. Yeah, I was about to say, doesn't the compass? Yeah. Like. They use it to find the... the cave, right? Yeah. All right, so the next section is another sad section. <laughs> it's just a very sad book overall. Yeah, this book has where, um, so much sad. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, Sophie and Brant visit. Wait, no, not Sophie and Brandt. Sophie and the ruins <laughs> visit Brant um, in his, like, sad little house with no windows and no flammable objects and no windows yeah. <laughs> yeah and he just sits there so we think just sitting there being sad so we are left to assume yeah and then we find out he's evil so oh my god that moment that uh, that'll come up later that that battle with the uh, with brant and 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 the grady thing i can't wait till we get to that wasn't that an Everblaze? Yeah. Oh, and I think we were we were introduced to like the concept of minds breaking in book one, right? Yeah, we we were told that it was like a thing that could happen. I don't know if we were if it was I don't know if it was mentioned specifically that guilt can break one's mind, but I know that like mind breaks, like like when like like the memory breaks were definitely a thing that was introduced because you know we were told about like Prentice having some info and Alden you know helping out with all that um but this is this is the book where we'll later on get to see it happen with someone we like <laughs> yeah and but yeah this is also the first time we're like we actually see someone with a broken mind and see how like um yeah I don't think that they said that Brant's mind was 
broken. I think they said like, I don't know, like it was cracked or something. Because when it's maybe broken or broken and shattered, two different things, they kind of. I feel like they, I feel like there's like a spectrum of broken, right? Mm. With like Prentice at one end and then like Fitz in exile at the other. So he was he was somewhere on there. Although was his mind actually like actually cracked? I'm pretty sure he was faking. I I think it might have been a little bit cracked because I I'm, he did love Jolie. Uh, so it was probably it probably had quite a bit of damage to it. Oh yeah. Um, but I think he was over exaggerating and like faking most of it to keep any sort of like suspicion off him you know (sighs) i remember i remember being like somewhat like creeped out by him just by weird instinct from the beginning i was like "Mm, something don't feel right (laughs) yeah no i was yeah same here i didn't suspect yeah i didn't specifically suspect that he was like like part of, like a like a big part of the never scene. I didn't really suspect that he was the kidnapper either. But I was just like something ain't right with so, so, so he's he's done something. I don't know what, but he's done something. Yeah. Yeah, on my first read through I didn't I didn't suspect he was the kidnapper either, but I remember like thinking, oh, he's faking it to a certain extent, because there were like, there were like oh. moments where he seemed really like, uh, like in control and present, and then suddenly he'd be like not. So that sort of made me suspect, like, oh, there's some parts of this that's not entirely real. This dude, this dude, he 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 have bad vibes. <laughs> His vibes are bad. Oh, also, like, I remember being confused, and maybe this was why I also thought he might be not completely telling the truth, um, but when I read it, I was confused about, um, how he, like, got food, because they only, because the ruins only visit him once a year, and they never talked about any sort of guardian or anything. Adeline could probably... Oh, that's true. Edeline could probably conjure some food to him. Oh, maybe that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it was. Like you, you, you pity the dude. Like even though, even when I, like even once I found out that he's terrible. Like, while I don't like feel like he was exactly redeemable, I did have like a certain level of like, ooh, I. I feel kind of sad for you. You had you had a sad life. You're still terrible, but you had a sad life, man. Didn't they get like, like a like uh? Didn't he and Jolie get like a pet gremlin at some point? Oh, that's very cute. That's adorable. That's adorable. I still don't like Brent, but that's adorable. <laughs> I wonder what happened to that gremlin. I hope that gremlin's alive and happy somewhere. What if that gremlin was Tinker's gremlin? <laughs> that would be fun. You know, knowing that Jolie was in the Black Swan, that's not it's like, not impossible. Completely out of the question. I mean, do we know how long gremlins live? No idea. I well, official headcanon: Tinker adopted Jolie's gremlin. 
Um, the like very tail end of the section that we read was um, it was we were back to Sophie and Dex. Dex gets another scene. Woo! Woo! Um, <laughs> where we find out that uh, Dex has died. Iggy Pink. And so it begins. Yes, the first Iggy die. The first Iggy die. Oh my god, I love that. I love that that just became a thing so much. It's kind of one of my favorite things, and I will reiterate once more. Iggy said gay rights. Yes. No, honestly, every every year, like, doing the Iggy polls with the color and style, it's, like, one of my favorite parts of, like, pre-release. Yeah, I like that she started holding the poles. Those are fun. Um, so the uh, Jesus, there was some. There was a car outside that just was really loud. Oh, there was, there was one thing that I wanted to mention. Um, from like a little bit earlier in this section, um, we see Sophie having a nightmare. Oh, and like um, the PTSD begins. That was, yeah, yes, exactly. So just wanted to mention that. Yeah, I really like that it's, like, something that doesn't just get resolved. Uh, like, just like, oop, we do one thing and, like, it all goes away. Like, it's it's something that very likely for Sophie, that is never going to go away. And I, I like how it's handled throughout the series and... You know, just there's like, just in in lots of different ways, and I, I, that's something I like about the series that it handles it handles trauma pretty pretty well. I wish we got to see it a little bit more with him, and I, I I really wish that later on we get to see it a bit more with Bianca. But we'll get into that when that happens. Yeah, true. Although I think with both of them, it is more of that like we don't we are not able to get into their head because it's from Sophie's perspective, so you just automatically get a bit less of that. Like, it would be nice if maybe, maybe at some point at the end of the series or in, like, an ex- in, in, like, a bonus story, uh, they all just sat down and and just talked about, about all that, like, pretty much, you know, group therapy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to see that, like, so much. Yeah, like, if, like, after the final battle or something is over and they're, like, just finally sitting down and just being completely honest with each other, that would be awesome. And being like, yeah, that was screwed up. We should talk about it. <laughs> and, you know, just clear up some some things, like, and just get these kids therapy, please. Although, I don't know, would elves even have therapy? I know we talked about this a little bit, I think like, a couple weeks therapists. ago. But... Yeah, we, we talked about it uh, at when we were doing the section for uh, the end of Keeper. Uh, I think that they probably have therapists. Maybe not as many, because they're not in high demand. But, like, I think that they would have therapists. They're just... Not as much needed because uh, I said this last episode, but like because of how advanced that they are, especially with their medicines and stuff, like they probably have medications that's like way better at managing it. Mm-hmm. But also, if something really bad happens, they just their minds break. Yeah, that is true. So yeah, do we have any like final impressions of this section? 
I, I think that, um, uh, like, I think, it, I think it was, I think it was Sammy that said this earlier. Uh, lots of exposition, <laughs> but also some good, some good genuine feels right there. And it's only gonna be a downward spiral from here <laughs> of just constant screaming. <laughs> I'm trapped in a box of emotions. Quietly screaming throughout the whole book. Yeah. Exile is one of my favorite books in the series, if not my favorite book. And I think one of the things that I really liked about it, and I think we'll get into this later as well, but um, is like you can already tell from this first section that this book is going to have a theme. And the theme is going to be about like guilt and grieving. Um, and, you know, like, the whole let the past be your guide, like, you know, learning from your past. And I liked how the book seems to have that sort of unifying theme to it that does get resolved by the end, whereas, um, like, it doesn't have as much to do with the whole overarching plot of the series. It's why I like Never Seen too. I feel like Never Seen had a theme, too. Yeah, I, 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 def I definitely... Yeah, I'm definitely in agreement. Like, this is where we set up a lot of like a lot of stuff. Uh, aside from just like a, like a lot of Keeper One was a lot of like general world building, like how the world works, and then this is where we get a lot into like how the people work, especially when faced with things like grief and oh, suddenly yeah, like terrible things are happening. Yeah, like it goes deeper into like not just explaining the world but explaining like how exactly the world affects the people in it i'm hyped to see how how much how much this book will go up on my like ranking of like favorite to not as much favorite um i'm excited to see where where it'll be because it's been way too long and i don't think i ever really reread this book maybe a little bit but yeah so that is that. Uh, does does Lee have any more thoughts, or is or will that be a wrap? Episode. My next episode. <laughs> my school just got closed till May, so I'll be in quite a lot of episodes now. I yeah, I don't know what the status with my school is, but I don't think we're going back anytime soon. Yep, me too. I really hope that they don't, uh, that they don't cancel my prom because. I'm too excited about my outfit. I'm literally dressing how elves dress in Keeper because it's going to be held at a hotel that is literally called the Black Swan. <laughs> oh, wow, and that's amazing. I just feel obligated. <laughs> I have a cape. I have a cape that I will be wearing. And if it gets canceled, oh, I'm I holding it in my backyard. No one will stop me from having an from going to prom in an elf outfit. Um for social media stuff, uh, you can find me on Instagram where I basically post nothing at Electric Spins. There's a, a Z at the end instead of an S. Uh, and on Tumblr where I'm monstrously active uh, <laughs> at ADHD, anxiety, and lesbianism, but with the little like dash hyphen thingies in between all the words so that it's actually readable um you can find me at mallow melting on both tumblr and instagram and i'm puns and podcasts on both 
platforms as well. Yeah. And uh, for this podcast in general, you can find us at KeeperCast on Tumblr and the KeeperCast on Instagram. So if you want to let us know how we're doing, um, or send us, you can send us a message and ask on either platform. This has been KeeperCast. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.